Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. We are live in Austin, Texas on a dreary Sunday night. This is John Massengill sitting in studio with Les Kaiser. How's it going, Les? Howdy, howdy. Doing all right. Doing all right. We got Jonathan Green going to join us from New Zealand in just a moment. I'm going to run down what we got on the show tonight. We're excited. We got IndyCar driver Graham Rahal going to join us live here in about a half hour. He's, I think he's actually in Austin. He's in town. It's crazy. <laughs> he needs to be in the studio, but I think they had some photo shoot obligations. So we'll talk to Graham here in a little bit. And we also have another one of the W Series drivers. We got Natalie Decker coming on in about 15 minutes, too. That's awesome. You bet. We've got three Americans that are advancing through the cuts. The next stop, uh, I believe, is Spain. So uh, she's made the cut. We'll get to meet her and uh, learn more about her background and what her aspirations are. All right. Well, I hear the hum of the Skype in the background, which means our man Jonathan Green down in New Zealand's on the phone. Hey, Jonathan, how's it going, buddy? Hi, guys. How are you? Yep, still down here in good old New Zealand. All right, man. Well, I got to watch the New Zealand Grand Prix last night on YouTube streaming live and got to hear the dulcet tones of Jonathan Green uh, commentating that thing. But, man, this Liam Lawson guy looks like the real deal. Looks like he's on a, on a, a skyrocket career, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he was a rookie, 16 years of age. He's, he's actually his birthday's today, so he's 17 today, and the world is absolutely at his feet. He's beaten factory drivers from Mercedes and Lucas Auer, uh, and obviously the Ferrari Academy driver, <coughs> his teammate and fellow Kiwi, uh, Marcus Armstrong. So a, a bit of a shock, really, because Armstrong was favorite uh, with Lucas Auer to win um, when the season started, but as soon as the season started, this kid came out of the box flying and just put on a show. Uh, it went all the way to the wire was the last weekend. There was one point between them for much of the weekend. Yeah, and so this is it for the Toyota Racing Series, right? These guys are wrapped up. Lawson is the champion. And and, and so what about the rest of the field? I mean, you had said Cameron Doss won one of the reverse order races. Yeah, that's right. Um, so we have three races on the final uh, weekend, three races each weekend. And the final race is, is the New Zealand Grand Prix, which is steeped in history. Um, and that's the one everyone wants to win. Uh, and it's got a huge history here. Um, <clears throat> but they all are point scoring races. So the first one went to Marcus Armstrong. That gave him a one point lead in the championship. The reverse top eight for the second grid put Armstrong and... Um, Lawson down the grid, but it allowed Cameron, who was finished seventh, I believe, to start on the front row with Esteban Muth. And he put a hell of a show on. He drove so well. 
and it's his first win in the series. He was 12th overall last year, so a fantastic way for the American 18-year-old to, to finish off the year and head back to Europe. Uh, and he's on the path. I mean, we've been looking for an American, and um, Cameron Das, put that on your list of drivers capable of maybe making the Formula One grid in the next five years. Yeah, so what's he going to do? He said he's going back to Europe, right? Yeah, um, I think he's going to do Formula 3 again in Europe. Um, I don't know if he's going to... So he hasn't actually made a decision yet. As you know, Formula 3 has sort of opened up massively now because you've got the FIA Formula 3 Championship, which is the old GP3 Championship, which will run with Formula 1. That's what Armstrong's going to do. Uh, and then you've got the sort of new F3 car, <coughs> with a Renault engine and a new Halo, which is sort of outdating the old Formula 3 cars from Macau that you saw uh, at Macau in November. Um, so there's there's three or four championships now at a Formula 3 level that any of these drivers could t to take on. Awesome. <coughs> and, I, I mean, obviously he's going to be one of the ones to watch, but, but talk about uh, Liam Lawson because, you know, he and Armstrong really both. <laughs> I, I keep saying him to, he's the one to watch, but... Armstrong obviously did a great job this whole series, but what about these guys? What's on their path? Well, and the, I mean, that's the thing. The, stor the, the story is a really good story because Armstrong, in a weird way, um, has already made his name. He came here as a 16-year-old, surprised everybody, and then was picked up by the Ferrari Academy. Um, and therefore, he's part of the, the Academy with, um, you know, Mick Schumacher, Robert Schwartzman, uh, and several other drivers. Um, so he's already on the path to Formula One, and he's been with Prima in um, Formula Three um, and was the Rookie of the Year at Macau. So he's on his way, and he will be doing the FIA Formula Three Championship, the big one, um, on the Formula One calendar. So he's earmarked for greatness anyway. He's only 18, um, and the reason he came back was he missed the championship um, last year at the Grand Prix while leading the championship, led it all year long, and his car went into safety and overheated <laughs> in, the, in one of the restarts because <coughs> the engines heat up when they stop. And so he basically came to a stop and his whole season was over. So he came back for two reasons, one to win the championship and the other to get ready for the European season. And he won the Grand Prix but was given a five-second penalty. So he crossed the line, took the checkered flag, but um, was deemed to get a penalty um, when he took uh, Lawson wide and ran him off the road. Um, it was a marginal decision, um, but, a f but in the end fair because it didn't really matter because Lawson still finished second in the Grand Prix. He was already six points ahead when they went into the race. So um, Lawson would have won the championship anyway, <clears throat> but it would have been nice for Marcus to have won the Grand Prix. But as it turns out, Liam Lawson gets the lot. So, yeah, everybody's looking at this kid. Just 16, turned 17 today. And we've had, we've had the, 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 the team behind him have had inquiries from Formula One teams, from Formula Three teams, from Asian teams. So they're expecting an announcement tomorrow. But, yeah, he's on the way. All right, Jonathan, I got to ask, because uh, we've talked about the Toyota Racing Series down there being such a great uh, introduction to some of the higher ranks. Do you know of any other associations from those drivers that are connecting to Formula One, for instance? Um, yeah. I mean, for example, Lucas Auer, who was third in the championship uh, and our top international driver, he's now with the junior Red Bull squad. 
Uh, now, he's a bit older. He's been a factory driver in DTM, um, and he's actually the nephew of Gerhard Berger, the former uh, Formula One driver. Um, but he's just joined the Red Bull Junior program, uh, along with Dan Tictum, of course, who won the Macau Grand Prix. And he came, <coughs> because he's been racing sports cars, he came down to um, New Zealand to effectively go back to single-seaters. And he's going to Japan to do the Super Formula Series, um, so he effectively is in line for a Toro Rosso seat, potentially, uh, if Kvyat or whoever doesn't work out. Awesome. Yeah. I think it's, it's the, uh, it's the funnel to Formula One from through New Zealand for the Toyota Racing Series. But, well, Jonathan, I want to, you know, we got our first guest tonight is someone that you have run into in the Trans Am. We got Natalie Decker coming on. You've spoken with her, haven't you? Yeah, she's great. She's a real. She's a pocket rocket. She's a tiny thing, uh, and the way, the reason I say that is that uh, she jumped out of this uh, Trans Am car, and I was there to do an interview with her, and I couldn't believe it. She's she's no more than five foot, but she's a pistol. Uh, you'll you'll enjoy her. She's a lot of fun, uh, and she's been racing uh, hard. She wants to get into NASCAR. She's young enough. Um, and the fact that she's um, managed to get through to the shortlist of the W Series could change her career dramatically and, more importantly, give her a lot of profile. She's, she's a really interesting girl in terms of what she's set up for herself and also go, you know, going for NASCAR got to be the hardest thing in the world from the ground up. It's different when you do what Danica did, which was make her name and then go to NASCAR. So, yeah, she's an interesting character, and she was holding her own in Trans Am. And she, I think she did about two rounds with us last year, and she was top eight uh, every time. So, um, yeah, she's she's a good peddler. Yeah, it's interesting that she's going to the W Series. I hadn't even thought about the pathway to NASCAR. I thought, uh, when I was thinking the W Series the whole time, I was thinking this is, open this wheel. is for open wheel. This is what I know? think of. Yeah. And what do you think, Jonathan, of the fact that she's going to use this to get to NASCAR? <laughs> Well, I mean, to be honest, you know, she's young enough and the W Series didn't exist, so it wasn't an option. Uh, and I think that's what's made it interesting is that, you know, um, it's a free entry into the W Series, so why not? Yeah. And I think she will struggle a little bit, but I, you might I, you have to ask her about her, her karting background if she's got any. But yeah, her path was set out for Trans Am and, and NASCAR, and she's been in the K&N Series and, and at the lower ranks of... Uh, you know, the junior ranks of NASCAR. So um, that was going to be her career path because she's grown up around racing. Her, her dad raced and the family raced. So they, they come from a sort of a racing background. So um, she was born into it. But um, NASCAR is what she's been around all her life. So, or, or stock car racing, put it that way. You bet. And she absolutely did start out in karting. She's got a couple of karting championships from her region of the country. So uh, you're right. She's taken that Wisconsin? path that we've become so familiar with of getting in a cart, getting your kid in a cart, and uh, succeeding through that. So I, I think uh, she's got a solid lineage of racing just on her own. I'm, I'm anxious to see this happen. And I, I'll tell you, yeah. I'm warming up to the W Series and what it's doing for these racers out there that might not otherwise be recognized. Yeah, it's like you said, Jonathan. Why would she turn this down? And you talk about, is she going to do good? Well, she's already done good because she's had to prove her way to where she's gotten so far in the W Series. So it's going to be cool, but... All right, guys, we're going to take a break here, but uh, I want to talk a little bit more. We're going to talk some Formula One. 
Uh, we got Natalie coming up right after this. We're going to talk some Formula One because there's some things happened this week, including uh, the Haas F1 That's a hot topic. release. And uh, yeah, I just went to the Rich Energy website and I thought I landed on the Haas F1 website. There was nothing about the drink. It was all about, <laughs> it was all about Haas F1. Priorities. All right, but we remember we got uh, Graham Rahal. who's going to be on at 7.30, but we're going to go ahead and take our first break and listen to Speed City. We're live in Austin back after these messages. Super Lap Battle USA is coming to Circuit of the Americas this February. It's the ultimate time attack challenge where top drivers compete for the fastest lap times in fully tuned track built cars. February 16th and 17th brings time attack racing to Coda's 3.4 mile track. There'll be Lone Star Drift ride alongs, rally ready and Lone Star Drift demonstrations, World Challenge TC America open testing, a car meet, and more. Family friendly fun and free to attend. February 16th and 17th at Circuit of the Americas. SuperLapBattleUSA.com. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Talk 1370. Hi, this is Jeff Gordon, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Jeff Gordon bringing us back. Hey, congrats, Jeff Gordon. Hall of Fame NASCAR inducted this week. He and Roger Penske. So uh, a lot of cool celebrations going around there. We call that first ballot? Yeah, no kidding. That's and, a no-brainer, uh, right? Yeah, another one during that break. Super Lap Battle. Their first oh, yeah. visit to Circuit of the Americas this weekend. Uh, this next weekend is going to be great. Remember, it is free admission for that one, but uh, absolutely. It's it's going to be a cool event, very different than free we've Free admission to even take my car and go drive on the lap? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I think you... Have I to knew, sign up and. Uh, I knew pay. better than that. All right. Well, Les, I am. I'm so excited that you arranged this because we. Our first guest is on the line, and we're going to bring her on. And we're excited because she is made it to the W Series qualifying level here, and we're really excited to have her. Natalie Decker, welcome to Speed City. Thank you for having me. Hey, <laughs> definitely, definitely, and and congrats on making the cut. And Spain is your next stop, right? Yes, we go to Spain at the end of March, and we do about four days of testing in an F3 car. Awesome. Have you done a lot of open wheel? I know you've done karting. No, I haven't done a lot of open wheel, so that's the crazy part. I was so excited that I got picked for the next round because I come from oval racing and stock car racing, and it's all so new to me, but I'm so excited to go there, and it's a great opportunity, and I can't wait to do it. Well, we have a friendly voice that you've met before on the line because Jonathan Green is one of the is part of our show, but he's down in New Zealand doing the Toyota Racing Series. But he's on the line. He wanted to say hi. Hey, Jonathan, go ahead, buddy. Hey, Nelly. Hey, I'm so excited for you. Uh, we met at Trans Am. Remember, you did a couple of rounds up at uh, I think it was Road America um, last season, and we did some interviews for the Trans Am show. Um, and yeah, you were telling me about how you wore out your shoes. 
Yeah, I'm good. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I got a question, though. When we last spoke, you were pretty much, you know, we talked about your, your career path and you told me about your family. And like you said, you've been around the, the sort of um, stock car scene. Uh, and it's so hard uh, to, to get up the ladder through, you know, uh, through the K&N and then up, up through the ladder. And that's why you were trying Trans Am. So, I mean, if this doesn't, I mean, is this just another part of the, I mean, like you say, it's a bit of a sideways term, but. Is it all part of the ladder trying to get more exposure and more profile and sponsorship? Well, the big thing is for me is my ultimate goal is NASCAR and it is the Cup Series. But I'm doing so many different series this year and so many different racetracks. And I'm trying to drive as much as I can and get as much experience I can in anything. And I've never done anything like a Formula 3 car. And I feel like if I do it, I'm going to learn a lot and I'll be able to relay it over to something else. So that's why I'm going to be doing so much different racing this season, and I'm really excited for it. Well, we were just. Do you think you'll try any F4? What was that? We will you try maybe F4 just to get you know get the hang of uh, being in the slicks and wings again? I mean, yeah. I mean, I would drive anything. (laughs) (laughs) She's like all of us. She'd take any seat. Yeah, but uh, I immediately thought of Scott Pierce. I'll drive it. What you got? (laughs) Yeah. Well, Natalie, we were we were just talking before the break, and we were just saying, with a little surprise, it sounds like maybe even you are too, but surprised that you have taken this path through the W Series. But I think you've answered the question, really, is that any driving that you can do, any series you can get into is going to be good for your career. But is, uh, I mean, do you see this as a, a big stepping stone, stone towards NASCAR, and or do you think this could take your path in a different direction? I mean, you never really know what the future holds, but I do see it as just a huge learning step and a huge impact for women in racing, and I really want to be a part of that. And there's so many amazing girls out there. We had 54 of them all together when we were in Austria, and it was so cool to see how much talent there was, and just to be there and be a part of it was amazing. Well, talk about the process, what you've done so far to get to where you are. I mean, I, I've, we've talked to a couple of other W Series drivers, but what all have you done? So the first step was we felt they contacted me and told me what they were all doing and sent me an application, so I filled it out. And then they picked, um, I believe it was 50 drivers at that time, but then a few more came in. So at the end, it was 54 drivers going to Austria, and they had another you know, another kind of party come in to test us and grade us um, on our driving skills. And it was all in streetcars and all weird testing that I've never done before, but it was so fun. <laughs> and then they they did like a psychological test. We did interviews. We did a physical fitness test. And then they narrowed it down to 28 drivers. And now it's 28. We'll end up going to Spain and we're all going to test in an F3 car and get to work with an engineer and do the whole thing for a few days. And then they're going to pick their 18 drivers from there. So it's a long process. It's definitely really hard, but I've been enjoying it so far. Well, Natalie, I've got to ask. I mean, I know you were got into karting some uh, when you were younger. Most girls, I have three daughters, by the way. Most <laughs> girls are doing Aww. gymnastics or they're doing dance. Or, you know, mine got into swimming Did your family get you into racing? How did you wind up racing, and what was the family response to it? 
Well, I definitely did do dance and gymnastics. I even played ice hockey, so I did do a lot of other things. But um, racing was in my family. My my dad and his three brothers, they all raced snowmobiles growing up in their family. And then my dad owned a snowmobile racetrack. He recently just sold it. So I grew up around that, and I knew what racing was. My My family was fans of NASCAR. So I really knew what it was, um, but I got my interest really all on my own because my mom and my dad had me in dance. We lived on a lake, so it was like a lot of water skiing and water sports, ice hockey in the winter. Um, So I really had to beg my parents and get them to get me involved in it, which they did because my dad was a racing fan and raced his whole life. So it wasn't too hard to beg them. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, water skiing in Wisconsin. That doesn't sound like fun to me. It we sounds want, cold. Well, yeah. <laughs> she talks. <laughs> oh, no, it's hot in the summer. Don't worry. <laughs> well, so uh, talk about, so you're, you're, you've got this laid out in front of you and you don't know what's going to happen, but so talk about what you've been doing to prepare and how you've, you've gotten, have you gotten any help from any other, you know, any other drivers or what, what are you working on right now in the middle of all this? Yes, I have so much going on also. I'm racing the ARCA series. I just got done at Daytona. Um, I got a truck race coming up next week here in Daytona and a few more truck races before I go to Spain for for this W Series test. And I have great people helping me. Um, Tony Avi, I raced his Trans Am car, so he's helping me and... You know, if I have any questions or need to test on a road course, he'll definitely help me out, which is the plan. I want to, you know, get some laps in on a road course before I go over there. But just staying physically fit and just staying in the car, rather it's me racing with DJR Crosley, my team I'm racing with right now, or if I have a few days off, I'm going to the the go-kart track. (laughs) <laughs> okay, folks, I already like her because she's humble. She just kind of blew by her performance yesterday in the uh, ARCA race. The Lucas 200 at Daytona, she tops out with sixth place yesterday. And oh, that's against nice. everybody on the track. None of the segment. It is everybody. So, you know, kudos there. That was a great finish at Thank Daytona. You. It's got to be amazing to be on that course and uh, on those banks at Daytona. I, yeah. I'm just enthralled with that. Yeah, that was my second race at Daytona, and I I love it. I loved it the first time I was there, and I love it even more. And I'm learning more about the draft, and it's making it you know more enjoyable for me the more I know. So I'm really enjoying super speedways. I come from short track racing, so obviously my heart is at short track, but I'm definitely really loving super speedways. Definitely. Absolutely. Well, well, have you been to the Circuit of Americas here in Austin? Um, I haven't. Um, I was there for like a split second, but not any time where I can really count it. All right. We'll have to fix that. <laughs> what, what, supposed to say you yeah. just flew over or what? what you... <laughs> she like drives for Uber. I don't know. Some people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, uh, Natalie, we're really excited to to follow your career and this whole W Series thing because it's, I mean, honestly, it's fascinating. And and we have been, a big part of Speed City from day one has been following female drivers. And we, you know, we, we think it's great for the sport. And, uh, you know, I think that 
it's it's not like the NFL where you have a dramatic disadvantage. If if anything else, you might have advantages against some drivers physically. So well, as as Jonathan put it, she's she's about five foot. So you kind of got that Danica <laughs> advantage of lightweightness in this. So uh, you're in. Play it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, Jonathan, oh, yeah. I think Jonathan has a question. Go ahead, Jonathan. Yeah, Natalie, I just want you to repeat the story to the boys about how you go through your boots because you're stomping on the brakes so hard. What was that? Yeah, he was asking about the, how you were telling me a story about how many pairs of boots you go through each weekend because you're stomping so hard on the brakes. Oh, how many boots I went through? <laughs> yeah, you're wearing them out. No. <laughs> hey, listen. Um, I really, when you get to Spain, will you uh, give us a call back and uh, let us know how you progress? Because we'll have you on the show, and you can maybe call in from Spain and let us know how it's gone on. Yeah, I would love to do that. All right. Well, Natalie, we appreciate you coming on the show. Natalie Decker, we want to wish you the best of luck for the rest of the season, and good luck in the W Series, and and good luck on your long term goals. We appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. All right, thanks. All righty, good luck. Bye-bye. All right, Jonathan must have had the, the wrong wrong driver with the boots. He was saying know. boots. Was he Who talking knows? to somebody in MotoGP? Come on now. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we're really excited because we have Graham Rahal going to join us live, IndyCar driver, and talk about being here in Austin and uh, coming to Austin to race. Stick with us through the break and listen to Speed City live in Austin. Hey, beer people, it's Christine Sellers. And I'm Daytona. Sellers Brewery is back in Austin and brewing again. Oh, Sellers doesn't ring a bell for some of you? Well, for the last 17 years, we've been crafting the perfect comeback. We've returned to our roots with Sellers White, a famous local favorite. Plus, we're creating some fresh new brews. And whether it's the first time you've tasted our family's legendary beer, or the millionth, we're thrilled to be back. Swing by your local store, watering hole, or our brewery, and let's catch up over beers. Sellers, Austin's original craft brewery. Super Lap Battle USA is coming to Circuit of the Americas this February. It's the ultimate time attack challenge where top drivers compete for the fastest lap times in fully tuned track built cars. February 16th and 17th brings time attack racing to Coda's 3.4 mile track. There'll be Lone Star Drift ride alongs, rally ready and Lone Star Drift demonstrations, World Challenge TC America open testing, a car meet, and more. Family friendly, fun, and free to attend. February 16th and 17th at Circuit of the Americas. SuperLapBattleUSA.com. Talk 1370. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Andrea Divicioso, is that who that was? Uh, that is, Ducati Rider. MotoGP. I'm anxious for that season this year. I know, man. We got uh, we got IndyCar coming up at Coda. So next week we got the test, and then uh, well, this yeah Monday uh, Tuesday mo- next so week. Remember this if, week starting tomorrow, they're going to be downtown, and then at the track it, on Tuesday. Yeah. So remember, if you already have your IndyCar race tickets for Coda, Tuesday is the uh, testing and practice day, and your ticket for that uh, March race gets you in. So uh, come on out. Yep. Park in lot A. 
Yep, and then of course right after that, uh, what less than like three weeks later, then MotoGP back to Austin. You bet. See you if, bet. See if Mark Marquez can continue the Austin streak. Absolutely, and you know, uh, next weekend, like I said, Global Superlap competition is going to be a blast. Yep. All right, we're waiting on Graham Ray Hill to call in just a moment to talk about coming to Austin. I think, in fact, we said he's in Austin, and uh, we're going to get him on the line in just a minute. But you know, we, I want to talk about this this indie coming here because we have waited so long for this to happen in Austin. I, I mean, I know that discussions were happening back in 2012 when Coda was being built. And they filled the calendar with other things, MotoGP and and well, uh, there, there was a stronghold somewhere a little further well, north yeah, in had, uh, Fort Worth. You have that yeah. stronghold in uh, in several things. But what do you think it would NASCAR come here? Oh well, I'd love it actually. I, I'd absolutely I think it would love be it. incredible. But I don't know. You know, we had uh, Kurt Busch. That's right. On the show, and we had him. He drove the track in Austin at the same time as the V8 Supercars. If you recall, yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, James Courtney from the Australian V8 Supercars was here, and uh, they had a ball cat and mousing with each other. You know, they didn't really hit it too hard. I know they were playing around with it, but I just remember Courtney talking about how powerful the NASCAR was compared to the to the V8 Supercar from Australia. I think they were what? I know the NASCARs, they were saying 900 to 1,000 right. horsepower, and the V8 yeah. Supercars were like, I don't know, seven Something like that. Yeah. I, I got to drive with Courtney around Coda, and that was the short track. No, no, actually, that was when they did the testing, or when before they got it all done. I took the long track with James right. Courtney, but they when they uh, when they actually raced, they were on the short track. Yeah, but. I went out with the uh, ops team and did the short track with them, and uh, that was a lot of fun. But uh, I don't know IndyCar. That's all I got to say. All right, well, let's talk some IndyCar because we got a badass IndyCar driver on the phone. We want to welcome to Speed City, Graham Rahal. Graham, welcome to Speed City. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, welcome back. So uh, so I know you got into town this weekend, uh, had something going on today. Did, did you get enough barbecue already? <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't had any yet, um, but... Yeah, I mean, uh, I would love to. I mean, I'm in full weight loss mode right now, so uh, you know, I haven't had the uh, haven't had the chance to eat too much. But it's uh, we were just actually just had sushi for dinner. But I was thinking we were just talking earlier about how you know when you come to Texas, you ought to have a lot of barbecue. Yeah, that's but unfortunately when you're when you're the biggest guy in IndyCar racing, that doesn't really help. <laughs> you know, that is what most people think of when they come to Texas is to go eat sushi in Austin. I'm. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but it's light and healthy, and yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, this time of year, it's all, you know, ramping up and gearing up to to get to go racing. Okay, well, there's uh, somebody that's been dominating your social media lately that we got to ask about. Did Arrow get to come to Austin? (laughs) (laughs) No, he didn't. Um, We were just talking about him, though. Yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely... He he is the most liked thing on my social media, uh, aside from maybe my wife. And um, okay, yeah, Courtney's pretty cool too. Yeah, yeah. but uh, no, he now for the race he might he might come back. He might join us for the race weekend. Um, you know, so we actually rented a, a home in town for the weekend, which we don't normally do, but we rented uh, a place down near Lake Austin and or out near, I guess, whatever. But then. You know, we made sure it was dog friendly, so he can join us if if uh, 
if the opportunity pre- presents itself. We got to talk to the PR people because <laughs> we're at, our studio is out near the lake. You're probably about five uh, minutes yeah, from you us. You can't be far. You could have just come into the studio, but <laughs> well, well but Graham, we could have got sushi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's talk some racing. Uh, I know you, you guys have all got to spend a little time on Circuit of the Americas, and we were just saying a minute ago that this is finally, finally a dream. I mean, from the day that we heard Coda announced here, we knew Formula One, and immediately we said, this has got to, got to happen. We've got to have IndyCar as well. And, 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 you know, for a while there, I thought this may not ever happen, but it's finally happened, and we can't tell you how excited we are, but... Uh, tell me what your thoughts are about this happening and and getting on to track down here. Yeah, I mean we're extremely excited to be here. As you said, it's been a long time coming. We've uh, talked about this forever. We'd all hoped and dreamed that the opportunity might present itself at Coda for IndyCar racing to come here, and here we are. Um, you know, we uh, everybody's thrilled to go testing and kind of do our our spring training, so to speak, over the next couple of days and. You know, get some laps out there, and but you know, it's a it's it's an amazing venue uh, that that needs events like this. I think you know, outside of Formula One, I mean, F1's done a great job here, and you know, we know the crowd's good and all that sort of stuff. And you know, what IndyCar provides, I think, is a very different feel than what Formula One provides, and so uh, I think people are going to really enjoy that. Um, you know, but it is it is great, you know, great for us to be here, and uh, hopefully, it's an event that can come and and be a part of this series for many, many years to come. You know, I'm glad you said that about Formula One. We don't even think of it that way in competition. I know that I saw you guys doing some of the local media, and that's all they were asking about. But but we know that it's a it's just a different thing. It's a completely different racing style. And love the fact that you guys, um, you know, that it, it's just different racing, and it's super competitive. We know that. I mean, I love Formula One, but it doesn't, in in some respects... It doesn't compare to the way Indy, the passing and the competitive nature of it. So, uh, you know, I think, I, yeah, the thing I think about Indy is, uh, Graham, I grew up watching Indy, you know, every Indy 500, my dad would be sitting there watching. He'd tell me which the, who are the Texans and that's who we cheered <laughs> for and yeah. uh, watching that. So that, to me, there's a history already built in that we've been following. I was going to uh, TMS for there, I have to think not to say Texas World Speedway anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Texas Motor Speedway, and have been to that. But I think you've got a big American audience that is ready to come to a new track. And this year, we've got two of them, Laguna Seca and, and Coda. And what did you think of uh, Laguna Seca this this past week? Oh, no, it was great to go out there and test as well. Um, but, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you know, two, uh, two awesome venues to go race at. You know, Laguna Seca is more historical from, from the standpoint that you know, through the uh, 80s, 90s, um, and even before that, you know, Laguna Seca and IndyCar were, were a match made in heaven. Unfortunately, we kind of lost our way there and, and didn't go there for the last, what, 15-plus years or so. But, you know, Laguna's an amazing venue, um, really, really cool track. Uh, it, it's kind of a throwback to a track of the old times. You know, a lot of elevation change, very little runoff. Um, you know, it is silky smooth, which is interesting, but, uh, you know, just a great, great venue. And, uh, and then we come here, you know, and, you know, this is when you talk about an actual facility, you know, Coda really other to me, other than Indianapolis, and even really it's nicer than Indy, you know, from a facility standpoint, this place is, is remarkable. Um, 
you know, but you've got two great places that the fans have been intrigued about that want to go to. And uh, I think you're going to see a great turnout, you know, at both places. And, uh, you know, that's for IndyCar racing. I think that's what we need to continue to do is, is build events uh, in locations and places that people want to be. Uh, Austin is, is a town that I think a lot of people are intrigued about from the, you know, insane growth of this place over the last handful of years and continued growth going forward. So, you know, it's, it's been, uh, you know, a city uh, that's been a topic of discussion. And so, to, uh, I think a lot of fans want to come down here and, and, uh, and check it all out. So, you know, that that's clearly a positive. The other thing is, you know, IndyCar racing in Texas, I mean, yeah, it really, it, it runs deep. I guess, you know, in some ways you'd think of the South um, as, as NASCAR country, but the truth of the matter is guys like Foyt and Rutherford, you know, two of the greatest to ever do this, uh, are probably two of the proudest Texans that you'll ever see around. So, you know, I think that there's a built-in love for the sport as well. We've actually seen, I think, a great increase at Texas Motor Speedway in recent times. Um, you know, I feel like year over year the crowd's actually gotten a little better there in recent times versus, you know, NASCAR has certainly seen a decline. But, um, you know, it's, it's a good place at a good time for us to come and, and, uh, and, and put on our first event here at COTA and, Hopefully, like I said, hopefully it'll be here for many years to come. You know, I think the city, you know, we're right here in the middle of it all the time, and I think the city is 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 connecting a little more. You know, we talk about having you, you guys were all on local media and stuff. Uh, there's been times when race series have come through Austin and the television stations didn't touch it, didn't even mention it. But I think Austin has finally kind of made that turn. And I think IndyCar's just on the radar so much that – the local stations were, were picking it up and talking about it, and I think the community has picked up. So I'm really, really anxious to see how big this crowd could be. I mean, I, I think I know, it'll rival F1. I think it will too, and I don't want to. I don't want to hold it up against that because you know F1 has got yeah, so it's different. Yeah, yeah, it's just so different. So much. I mean, exposure. the thing about F1 too is it draws a huge Hispanic crowd. You know, so yep, yep. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that travel up, particularly before there was a race in Mexico City. You know, I think that was a massive, massive draw for them as well. Yeah. But I think that there's great potential here. IndyCar is definitely on the rise. Um, you know, you see all the new partners that are coming on board. We have a new title sponsor of the series. Got a lot of extension uh, talks of a third manufacturer. Great new TV package with NBC and NBC Sports full time versus bouncing back and forth between different channels. Yeah, uh, it's a pretty clear cut thing for fans to follow. Um, you know, we as a team have had a lot of new partners, partners like Total Oil, which will be on my, um, on my car here, be my primary here. You know, Total is based obviously in kind of the oil capital of the world up in Houston, but, you know, still uh, a new partner to IndyCars of last year that, uh, that's really grown as we've gone forward here. So, you know, there's a lot, uh, a lot to be positive about. And I, you know, the other thing is when you come to Coda and, and you watch one of our races, um, the access that a fan is going to get, you know, you, you get right down in the pits. You get to meet the drivers, get autographs, talk to the crews, ask questions if you want. Um, you know, I tell people sometimes you can get uncomfortably close to the cars, uh, probably places that people shouldn't be able to get to and, and things that they shouldn't be able to touch. But that's kind of the name of the game in our sport uh, that, that is certainly not the case in other motorsports. Um, you know, so I think people, people really respond well to that and, and enjoy that. Um, so, you know, all in all, I think there, there's a lot to be 
you know, excited about from a fan side, a, a driver's side, a team's sponsors and everything else. Well, Graham, let's talk about your your career, your season coming up, and uh, because I know you've I mean you've won what five or six races over the years, and I mean I, this is a big season for you coming up. And, and what do you what's your expectation, and and, and how do you guys think you're going to do? Well, I you know my expectations are high. They're high every year. Last year was was a disappointing year for us not to get a win. Uh, I think we only had one podium last year. That's certainly a down year from from years before. I think 2015 we had seven podiums or something. And you know between 2015, 16, 17, um, you know we won as many races as any other team and driver combination. So yeah, it's you know last year was not what we expected or wanted. But you know as we go forward. Um, you know, we, we believe that we have the team, the people, uh, the sponsors, you know, and obviously I hope the drivers, between myself and Takuma, in place to uh, to get this team on, on the top step more frequently. And a lot of that starts here this week with testing. I mean, we need to improve our cars. We know that. Uh, we're working hard on it. And, uh, you know, every test day is vital to us as, as we go, uh, go into the season. So, you know. We're, uh, we're excited about the opportunities ahead, and now, you know, it's really just on us to try to maximize it. Well, you know, I know every driver kind of has their style of track that they do well on. Hmm. Where does Coda fit into your uh, preferences there and, <laughs> and your fit your your style? Well, hopefully it's, <laughs> hopefully it's a match made in heaven. I don't know yet. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's definitely tracks you do better on. I mean, like Detroit for me, I think I have five or get two wins, and I think, you know, five our six podiums at Detroit over the years. Um, that's, that's a lot, you know, Detroit's been really good to me. Mid Ohio is my home track. People think I've driven a race there a lot. I haven't really aside from IndyCar, but you know, the last handful of years we've won and we've been in the top five, almost every single year, top three, a few times. So that's been a good one. But, you know, I hope that, uh, I hope, but you know, Coda is, is right up there for me and I've never turned a lap there yet. So, you know, any simulator work thing. You know, and no, no, because the huh. Honda simulator that we use doesn't have Coda on it. Really? So, you know, Interesting. this is a new new thing for us a little bit. Um, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos, which I know is very, um, uh, you know, from a technology standpoint, you would think that we'd be <laughs> a little more advanced than that, but that's kind of where, where we're at. Uh, you know, watch, watch a lot of videos. We'll watch some more as we go into tomorrow and the next day, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. It's a really cool, really cool venue, and hopefully this cold, misty weather is going to go away, and we'll get some good laps out there. Yeah, don't worry. It was 80 a few days ago. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to get pretty nice in the next few days. But hey, you know what? I think we have a, all have a mutual friend here in town, and I know you're a oh, huge yeah. you're a huge car guy. I know that. In fact, I think I think we had you on the show a few years ago. But you you got a buddy here in S in town, SW. Did he give you a like a Lamborghini or something to drive while you're here? <laughs> he didn't, but it's funny you bring him up. I just texted him about <laughs> 10 minutes ago. Um, but, yeah, you know, he and I go a long ways back. I've got, you know, a handful of friends here in town that that are, you know, I'm, I'm big into the car industry, of course. I've got my own tuning shop. But SW and I go back a long, long ways. And, um, man, I'll bet you it's been 10 or 11 years since I, I first met him. But, you know, my buddies at Cobb Tuning are based here in town. Oh, here exactly. In it's in town. Trey's got that. I think it's Greater Goods Coffee Roasting yep. in town, all this stuff. So there's a lot of great stuff. It's a you know good car culture. And we taught, you know, you've mentioned it before, but, you know, this town, number one, should be so proud to have Coda. 
because there's just not really anything else like it. And yeah. number two, you know, this is, I'm from Columbus, Ohio, so college town, right? And, you know, we live, you know, we, we breathe, in my case, the Buckeyes, obviously down here, UT. But, you know, it's such a great sports town, sports-centric focus that, you know, I think for, for, the, for this city, you know, to have Coda and to be able to, be, to, to, to support it, to be out there, to make it a success, all of those things are really good. So uh, hopefully people continue to uh, latch on. I am such a card nerd because he was saying that. I was getting goosebumps because when we've, we both, Les and I, remember where we were standing when Coda got announced. And, oh, yeah. And like, Graham, what I, I, when, I, when it got announced, I jumped in my car and I drove out there, and the roads out there were just miserable. I just drove around going, this is where it's going to be. You know, and it was nothing. <laughs> it was, there were cows. Yeah, there was nothing <laughs> out there. And, and the, ro- the roads, the car, if your car was anything but a pickup, you couldn't drive them out there. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. it was, yeah, I'm, I appreciate you saying all those things because. Well, Graham, I, I mean, I know Austin has changed so much from this. You know, back in, I, I've, I've known SW 40 years now. <laughs> and uh, it's one of those things. The car culture here was very small. And pretty much, I mean, it was small enough that if I didn't know you, I knew somebody that knew you kind of thing. Yeah, in the car world? Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody and, knew everybody. Uh, yeah, you know, dating back into the early 70s with it. And so it's really changed. We've got some phenomenal businesses. you got SWs at Elite Motorsports, and you've got all these motorsport businesses. Some of them are old-timers like SW and John and myself here. And then you've got these new ones coming in. You're old, not me. <laughs> and yeah. the entire community... It now has a much higher motorsports focus and, and intellect, I will say. There are oh, cool cars sure. coming in. If you have some time, yeah, yeah, sure. SWR and I need to take you over to another friend's house that has uh, their place. I know you like Porsches, and uh, <laughs> he, he's, he's got quite the uh, pack of them. <laughs> yeah, the pack. Yeah, I love to. Well, sure. And you've got an old classic air-cooled, air though. I know that. I do, but I just sold it. Ah, and it wasn't to me. Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> Sometime soon we'll replace it. There you go. All right. Well, Graham Rahal, we really appreciate you coming on Speed City. And, yeah, no worries. And, of course, we're going to see you out there this week and, of course, when the race happens. And wish you the best of luck. And if you ever need anything here in town, just give us a holler. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. All Fantastic. Right. Take care. Thanks. Oh, man, he's awesome. You know, he, he could move to Austin instead. He's going to figure out... Like, it's a cool place. It's easy to get to yeah. water ski in the evenings. Do, you know, all those things. Yeah, you know, we, we don't really want any more people, but we'll take a Grammary Hall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll take one of those. All right, we're going to go ahead and get a, go to break. We're long on this one. We'll be back after these messages. As a rider, you know what you like. Power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers, the best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. 
Hey, beer people, it's Christine Sellers. And I'm Daytona. Sellers Brewery is back in Austin and brewing again. Oh, Sellers doesn't ring a bell for some of you? Well, for the last 17 years, we've been crafting the perfect comeback. We've returned to our roots with Sellers White, a famous local favorite. Plus, we're creating some fresh new brews. And whether it's the first time you've tasted our family's legendary beer, or the millionth, we're thrilled to be back. Swing by your local store, watering hole, or our brewery, and let's catch up over beers. Sellers, Austin's original craft brewery. Talk 1370. Hey! Hi, Brendan Hartley. This is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Yeah, give us a call if you want to talk 8675309. Yeah. No, wait, that's the Ginny May answer. <laughs> <laughs> and she probably won't be happy. Yeah, actually, don't call that number because <laughs> it's not us. It's not. It's us. probably not Ginny. <laughs> that's the name of the, that's the name of that song, actually, isn't it? Or Ginny is the name. Anyway, there you go. All right, uh, you know, and Brandon Hartley. How about that? I know, and how cool is that? Brandon Hartley, you know, Porsche connection, but he is a working simulator for, I believe, Ferrari now. Yeah, Ferrari. And so uh, in the F one world, I've heard of them. They've done yeah, that. yeah, they they. They do all right. They're going to be there someday. And so, uh, but yeah, he's kind of made a entry into Ferrari there. I found that really interesting that uh, that that's where he's been picked up. To me, that says a couple of things. For one, Ferrari recognizes the value of Brendan Hartley's uh, legendary status. And and, I mean, he really is legendary. Unfortunately, it hasn't been showing in Formula One, but you look at everything else he's done and he's solid. Yeah, uh, I think there were complications, not his fault, and he, but he even owns up to. And I had my own problems here in the Formula One world. So uh, love that he's back in. Love that he's with Ferrari. Uh, might be what Ferrari needs to catch that three point star. Yeah, I was just going to read this tweet. He did. I think it was about Wednesday. He said a few announcements over the last few days. I'll be racing in the, the next two rounds of WEC, the uh, World Endurance Championship, with SP Racing. And he said I'll be assisting with Ferrari on their F1 World Championship campaign as a sim driver. And I'm still together with Porsche and part of the FE development. Calendar is filling up, he said. I wonder what's in his garage. You got Porsche (laughs) and you got Ferrari. What do I take today? That's a good point. I think that should be part of your contract if you're doing all that. I'm thinking it should be. All right, well, speaking of F1, I want to talk Haas F1 because they came out with their car. you say Lotus? Yeah. No, I said, uh, what was that, 1978, the black and gold there you special, go. John Player special? Mario Andretti would be think? proud. What do you think? I, 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 you know, okay, I get the logic of their new energy drink, branding, the color, all of that. I get the connection. But it's so dominant that when you look at this, it's the classic Lotus livery, so close. Yeah. Would you go out and put Dallas Cowboy colors and everything on your football team you know yeah it's uh, it's tough it's a tough call but because obviously i don't even i've never heard of this energy drink before rich energy obviously they wrote a giant check and i don't know what the rumors were i never did research it but everybody was joking around on twitter saying well, I hope the check doesn't bounce or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I doubt if they're rich anymore. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. they were no. rich. And, and you know, their website is all Formula One yeah. on the front, on the, as soon as you see it. You got to dig a little more to really get some information about it. Yeah, but, I, uh, when you go to richenergy.com, 
it's it's uh, it's Magnuson and Grosjean on the front on the homepage, and then the car on the right hand side, and at the top F one racing company shop, and it's like where is there anything about the drink? And then you have to scroll, scroll down. down a page, yeah, yeah and then completely you, out of frame. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and below the fold, as they say, and it says then it starts talking about the drink. But I I was listening to who was it? Somebody online. Uh, anyway, they were just talking about, they were in the UK and they go, I've never seen the drink. Has anybody ever seen the drink? I, don't I thought know. it was British. I thought that's... Yeah, it is. It's a British drink. So I, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, well, I have to ask Jonathan about hey, it. Hey, look, if it keeps Haas F1 hey, in, got it. in F1 for as long for any longer, then I'm all for it. I don't care. So all the sugar water they can sink, uh, they can sell with caffeine thrown well, there in there. There you go. There you go. All right, there's a couple other stories. Um, Les, I know you want to talk about the Firestone, the, the new agreement with yeah. IndyCar. Firestone going to 2025. And, you know, Firestone has really settled in and been a great tire supporter. You don't have the drama in IndyCar because of their stability. I mean, they did back in the 70s. You know, if you were around... The street tires back then was the Firestone 721 that was splitting apart and all those things. But uh, everybody kind of shied away from Firestone briefly there. But they've been a great partner. They've been consistent with racing and uh, dealing with all that. And I think it's, you know, a big part of of the the scene itself. Uh, this, This week, we mentioned earlier that Jeff Gordon and the captain, Roger Penske, were inducted into NASCAR's Hall of Fame. Go check those out. We'll put those uh, presentation uh, speeches out. Penske said something really important in there. A majority of his employees have been with him over 10 years, and many of them more than that. His partnerships, branding, have been with him, in some cases, much longer than that. That's really big. The consistency brings a lot of value, and I think Firestone being part of the series does the same for him. Mm. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to back up just a little bit. I'm, I'm the F, the Haas F1 car. What about the new wing? What do you think? It's obviously simplified dramatically, and that's the whole idea. Uh, but you know, and I know we had the 18 car with the 19 wing on it, right. front wing on it. But what do you think? Any thoughts? Uh, I like it. I feel like the aero packages are really a, a kind of mystic technology that I like seeing. All the little extra tiddly bits is, yeah. you know, we've heard it called. I like seeing what they do with that, but I also would like to see that, you know, okay, everybody run the same wing or, you know, whatever it is. I'd really like to see how much is contributed to that wing and how much is, is uh, distractions over here. Don't look at what we're doing in the other place. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I I just think it's cool. I'm anxious to see these cars in motion. It's uh, great to see it on stage. We'll put out the uh, we'll put out the calendar for releases. All the livery yeah, that's releases a- are starting this week, and so uh, try to catch them live. It's always exciting to uh, see that and start building up some momentum towards race season. Yeah, this we had we got a link here in our show doc here. It's got so yeah we had Haas last week and uh, tomorrow you got Toro Rosso and. Williams tomorrow. Uh, you know, speaking of Haas, because they say where they're happening, Williams is in Oxfordshire, in UK, and it's Toro Rosso's online. And they said, you know, they, they talk about Haas being online. There's one thing I didn't like about the Haas launch online is that they didn't do it 
at a time where we could watch it as Americans. It's an American team. Good Come call. on, guys. Good call. Oops. You know, I mean, I, I know it's not that big a deal. And I actually did watch some recorded, and it was kind of fumbled and stumbled. It was kind of awkward, actually, is what it looked like. But the fact they didn't do it, and we could watch it. You know, I, yeah. knew, I knew it was coming, and I, honestly, I didn't even look at the time. And I thought, well, I'll get up. And, you know, one of the first things I did, check my phone. And I thought, wait a minute, they've already done it. They did it hours ago. And Golly, I, was, I was kind of guys. disappointed. <laughs> not, not a huge deal, but come on. Come we could on. have done a reveal party or something, yeah. And then, of course, if you think about what Haas's goals are with their – they're not really trying to – gain audience in America. They've already got the CNC market wrapped up in America. And yeah. They're just trying to do grow their company That's globally. That's such an amazing technology. Who else is this week? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me just run down real quick. So you got, well, this week, it's just Renault on Tuesday, uh, Force India, Racing Point Force India on, on Wednesday, Mercedes on Wednesday, Red Bull on Wednesday, Thursday's McLaren, Friday's Ferrari, and then next week is Alfa Romeo. But, all right, guys, we got to wrap it up pretty quick. Um, last lap, Super Lap Battle also next week, besides IndyCar next this week here weekend, in Austin. Yeah, uh, Tuesday for the IndyCar practice out at Coda. Your IndyCar ticket to the races gets you in for this practice. Parking parking lot A. Uh, walk through the... The br- good one. The yeah, one. yeah. So uh, it's a good one. So check it out from there. And then uh, next weekend, yeah, Super Lap Battle is on. First visit, that is a free, another free event. This is our first year here. And uh, that's growing into a global competition. And so I don't know if they're doing like a PAX index so they can compare each other's times at different tracks or not. But uh, here it comes. This is going to be fun. I've, I've uh, talked to one of the competitors already, and he's, he's bringing a uh, well-heeled Viper. Oh, nice. All right, well, check out our website, speedcitybroadcast.com, and, of course, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And, oh, and you know what? I want to talk about, real quick, before we go, Derek Daly, when he, he sued the TV station up there in Indianapolis, go to our SoundCloud account. If you can't find it, go to our website. Go to our SoundCloud. we got an interview about, about that with uh, Willie T. Ribs. All right, we'll let you go. Talk to you next week. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.